Welcome to Wage Peace Live on Facebook. We are here at the Brisbane Magistrates Court. Um, a group of supporters and Mr. Jim Dowling here who is facing court today for last year disrupting Tyler's war machine at uh, Tyler's facility here in Brisbane. Got up on the roof there and uh, brought attention to what's being done by this company in our neighboring Pacific and around the world. Jim, how are you feeling today? Uh, yeah, pretty good to be standing up against the arms trade. It's a good thing to do. We won't stop war until we stop all these uh, merchants of death making a fortune out of war. They're pushing it. So can you tell us uh, what happened last year? What's brought you here? Uh, well, there's a campaign against the arms trade in Brisbane last year, quite a big campaign. They had a uh, big arms convention at the South Bank Convention Centre. And uh, before that, leading up to that, we had lots of protests at different arms dealers around Brisbane. The government's given $300 billion over 10 years to the arms industry in Australia, trying to build it up to become one of the top 10 arms dealers in the world. That's a noble goal of a noble country, to become one of the top 10 arms dealers in the world. So we went to some of these places. We went to uh, Tyler's at Pinkenbar. They got a factory there where they serve as Bushmasters. Which masters their armoured personnel carriers, which they've sold to hundreds to Australian government, but uh, they've also sold a large number to Indonesia, who've been using them to uh, kill West Papuans. So we were particularly focusing on um, the Indonesian connection, and uh, there's um, we've got pickets, pictures of rockets which they also make, which have been used to. Uh, bomb the West Papuans, so we've got um, evidence of this with the Tali's rockets collected by uh, West Papuans. And uh, so last year, a group of us went out there to their little factory in uh, held banners and placards, and I climbed on the roof and held a um, banner next to their, um, to their sign saying, uh, making a killing in West Papua, Tali's. So um, for that, I was charged with this law called unregulated high-risk activity, even though there was absolutely no risk involved. Um, the roof was very low and there was a fence wall around the top of the roof. And um, anyhow, they brought in this law to stop people abseiling off bridges and jumping with parachutes off buildings and all this stuff in the late 90s. And now they're using it against protesters just because they can. So uh, anyhow, we're here today to continue the resistance to the arms trade, to uh, say no to merchants of death, and uh, that's why I'm here today with 
we're further resisting this, um, this silly charge and uh, yeah, resisting these murderous arms dealers. That's why we're here. Mm. It's not your first time here at the Magistrates Court resisting war, is it? I've been here before. No, I've been here quite a few times. Um, yeah, I guess I've been trying to resist war for a long time, since the early 80s. Yeah, a long time. And what to you is the importance of doing these kind of actions to resist war? Well, when I was in the Watch House recently, a copper said to me, um, you'll never change the world, mate. And I used that as an opportunity to quote the famous Eamon Hennessy quote, I'm just making damn sure the world's not going to change me, mate. So, you know, if we give up all hope and we don't resist uh, violence and, and death-making, then, you know, there's not much, um, much of a life. We've got a quote on our wall at home that says, uh, by Martin Luther King Jr. that says, the day we remain silent about the things that matter is the day we slowly die. So that's why I'm here today, to speak up, speak out about uh, death making and um, do my little act of resistance in the hope that it'll have an effect and every little act has some effect. If you're um, being part of the system and not doing anything that has an effect, not such a great effect and if you're resisting you're having an effect as well. So I'm just doing my own little bit to resist as we all are here today. Alright, anything else you want to say to the people of uh, the internet? Well, yeah, I've got something to say. <laughs> when uh, Julian Assange was arrested, he's been in custody for over 10 years, in one way or another. Um, as you, if you ever watch the footage of being dragged out of the Ecuadorian embassy, you can hear him clearly say, you can resist, you can resist. And I'd like to say that to everyone, you can resist. All right, thanks, Jim. We will keep everybody on Facebook updated on how the trial goes. Step by step, the longest march can be won, can be won. Many stones can form an arch, singly none, singly none. But by union, what we will can be accomplished still. Drops of water turn a mill, singly none. Singly none, step by step, the longest march can be won, can be won. Many stones can form an arch, singly none, singly none. But by union, what we will can be accomplished still. Drops of water turn a mill. Singly none, singly none. One more time. Step by step, the longest march can be won, can be won. Many stones can form an arch. Singly none, singly none. But by union, what we will can be accomplished still. Drops of water turn a mill, singly none, singly none, singly none. I think um, I spotted Kieran O'Reilly here, he might want to say a few words.
Yeah, I was just reflecting um, that I met Jim 44 years ago when I was 17, just around the corner here, when we were arrested and beaten up by the Queensland police for expressing opposition to the mining and export of uranium and uh, the possibilities of nuclear war. And um, today, of course, we're on the verge of possible nuclear war back in Europe. And um, so, obviously, Jim's in strife today with the courts because of the solidarity with people in West Papua. And we're both very involved with the solidarity struggle, especially in the 90s with people in East Timor and Timor-Leste. And um, in the early years of that, it felt very much like this, just a handful of us. And today, of course, Timor is at least free of Indonesian military occupation. And, uh, you know, we hope that that will be the future for West Papua. And everything seems pretty cozy and civilized here in uh, the center of empire, but the companies operating in this environment, like Tails, uh, create chaos and fascism and assassination and torture and death just north of here in West Papua. And it's very hard to bring that reality into you know, the apathy and, uh, and comfort of, uh, where are we, George Street? Uh, Brisbane, you know. So, you know, it's great that Jim's kept at it for the last 44 years. And uh, an old saying that the future belongs to the remnant that come out of slavery. And um, unfortunately, a lot of people are enslaved to consumerism and... Um, mainstream media, not you Andy, but uh, you know, and, and it's kind of in a, it's kind of a zombification of civil society. Um, so, standing out here, pretty countercultural, the signs, trying to talk to people, and some people engaging us. And, uh, and some people walking off the jobs they hate. I can't understand that mood. Any questions? <laughs> um, no, we were... I will say we spoke about uh, land forces last year. There was a lot of resistance in Brisbane um, against the weapons trade with the land forces convention on, weapons convention, and that will be on again in early October. And so if you are watching this video and think, hey, I don't like war and weapons makers, then you too can be part of the resistance. Come along to disrupt land forces. It'll be another big gathering of people um, trying to challenge the weapons industry and the billions of dollars of profits and the billions of dollars of government subsidies that they get. And so uh, keep following Wage Peace or Disrupt Land Forces and you'll find out the info of how you can get off your screen and come down and join in. Or um, if you're at other places around the country, I can join in with other groups around the country, of course. Lots of groups resisting the war machine and we do need everybody. Uh, if peace is going to have a chance, then we need at least as many people as there are organising for war. And the military has very deep pockets to pay people, which we don't have. So we need the committed people to show up. Um, we've got Jim and Christina over here chatting to a, a bystander. Anybody else here want to have a chat to, uh, to the live video? Some quality supporters. Friends does have his uh, Papua support group hurt on. We are here um, in solidarity with West Papua people. Of course, Tales Weapons 
kill people all over the world and are involved in all kinds of conflicts and all kinds of dodgy deals. But for us in Australia, West Papua was very important. Franz, you want to say briefly why you think West Papua is important to stand up for? Uh, yeah, well, they're our closest neighbour and they've been suffering for such a long time, you know, 60 years of um, persecution, invasion, still fighting for their freedom. And um, we not only train the Indonesian military still who, who go and um, persecute and kill West Papuans, but we also sell them weapons. We've been doing that for a very long time. Um, the weapons that are used to kill West Papuans in their own home homeland um, are our weapons that are built on this soil. So um, it's a very, very important issue that not many people seem to talk about or know much about. So yeah, it's what we're hoping to um, shine a light on. Mm. There's a war in our backyard, um, only 100 kilometres from Australia's coast. Um, and yeah, we see so much about conflicts when they're when the media deems them newsworthy on our news conflicts in faraway places but the ones nearby uh, don't get covered of course not just west papua in the asia pacific region we've also seen myanmar overtaken by a military coup and so many people have forgotten about that um we've had conflicts in the pacific in fiji um and all around the parts of the empire of indonesia and of course the uh, the mining companies that use the military to enforce their environmental destruction as well some of these mining companies based in australia or with large arms in australia and they're in west papua indonesia other parts of the world malaysia using the military to enforce their destruction of our planet and that's the other thing that we need to call out the military for especially as we come as we face climate crisis it's what role does the military play in this which the answer is a lot anyway that's about it for us on facebook live this morning stay tuned uh, to wage peace and you'll find out how jim goes in his trial um, we're expecting him at the very least to give a very good speech in court. Uh, plenty of experience of it and he's never wanted to back down in the face of the legal authorities. And so um, it's so important to show solidarity with those people who've stepped out, taken a risk for peace and also to, to be those people, people who don't just go along with the status quo, which for so many people is so destructive. So tuning out now from Wage Peace, but see you at the next action. I was reminded of this song because Dave spoke about the fact there's no money for the things that people really want and the things that people would demand if they had genuine involvement in policy making to do with war and peace in this country and the military spending that we're doing, which is horrendous. Here's a song. There's always the money for missiles and tanks Like there's always the money For generals and banks There's always the money For new ways to kill But a limited budget For you when you're ill Yes, there's always enough for a war 
So there's never enough for the poor. There's always enough for a war. So there's never enough for the poor. Workers stand up against this kind of horrible spending. Thanks.